Welcome to Mint, a unique look into how the creators of today are building the communities of tomorrow by harnessing the power of Web3. I'm your host, Adam Levy, and let's kick off this episode by giving some love to our five NFT sponsors. They are Coinvise, Poop, Cello, Social Stack, and PrimeDAO. First off, on Coinvise, you can create a personal or community-owned social token on Ethereum. Coinvise also helps you create incentives through token rewards and bounties, NFT business models, and bot integrations for Discord. Discover more by visiting coinvise.co today. Next up, we have POAP, or short for Proof of Attendance Protocol, who enables a novel way of creating one's life diary. Leveraging NFT technology, POAP facilitates an easy way to mint non-fungible tokens related to meaningful events. It's frequently used in crypto-native communities, and now it's starting to create NFT collectors in the mainstream too. Collect or launch your own POAP today by visiting poap.xyz. Next up, we have SocialStack, a platform for communities, brands, and creators to build mission-driven social token economies, offering an easy-to-use non-custodial wallet with a suite of open-source community engagement tools. SocialStack makes it simple to bring your community into Web3 and be a part of creating an open-source, gratitude-driven future for social tokens. Create a free social token wallet, discover mission-driven social token communities, or apply to launch your own token on SocialStack by visiting socialstack.co today. Next up, we have Celo. Are you looking for an ecosystem of dApps, currencies, and tokens that can connect you with people no matter their device, carrier, or country? Well, say hello to Celo, a mobile-first platform that makes crypto dApps and payments accessible to anyone with a mobile phone. Celo supports thousands of projects from builders, developers, and artists who every day build applications and issue tokens from all over the world. Visit celo.org today to learn more. And last but not least, we have PrimeDAO, a collective of DeFi builders and DAO veterans attempting to turn DeFi into a more cooperative ecosystem by creating DAO-to-DAO interactions. The first solution to go live is PrimeLaunch, a launchpad experience for DAOs built in collaboration with Balancer. If you plan on launching a DAO, head over to prime.xyz to access a network of partners and tools that will jumpstart your DAO development today. This episode welcomes founder and builder of Shenanigans, Victor Janelli. Shenanigans, or She for short, is a social token issuance platform for athletes. In this episode, we talk about MetaCartel's MCON, why athletes need social tokens, the intersection of sports fandom and Web3, why he believes creators will be working for algorithms, and so much more. I hope you enjoy our conversation. Victor, welcome to Mint. <laughs> I know that I know this is like a super formal start to, to a conversation. We've been like chatting beforehand, but... Third day of MCON. I know, man. Third day of MCON. We're tuning in live from, where is this? The Grand Hyatt Denver. We're like... 10 minutes away from MCON. Uh, it's Friday, 1.17 p.m., the 17th of September. Okay. We've uh, we've gone through a lot of Dow, a lot of Dow, uh, like I don't even want to, I don't want to use that. Yeah, let's use it. Let's let's use collaboration. And part of me coming to MCON is finding stories like yours, right? And kind of understanding how you're thinking about crypto, how you're thinking about social tokens and the next generation of creators okay so i'm gonna shut up tell me about yourself let everyone know who you are uh, yes. what are you building um and we'll start from there we'll do yeah MCON is, is like 
this curation of just the top talent, right? Like it's such this dense intelligence at this place. It's just amazing. I just want to say that. Yeah, I'm a Victor, young kid warrior on uh, the Coding Realms. And I work at Founded and Summoned Shenanigan, which is a DAO for athletes. <clears throat> we believe the internet is horribly set up for athlete incentives. And we believe Web2 has kind of made it worse. Uh, so we have a great NFT social token DAO model that we set these athletes up with that is slowly in development. Mm -hmm. uh, how long, have you been, how long have you been working on it? It's been a year and a half now. Uh, the DAO has been summoned. My personal, you know, it, it gets a little muddled. Like I kind of picked it up, put it down. COVID hit. Things went a little awry. Yeah. I always wanted to help people incentivize themselves over the internet. Uh, clicks, likes, views just don't quite do it for me. Mm -hmm. uh, I want to do, I want to touch what they actually achieve. And I think really that's what people like navigate yeah. and like gravitate to yeah. navigate. Uh, yeah. You can check us out at she.energy. Uh, that's our, our website. Uh, join our discord. The app will be launching three to five months. We just had this huge decentralized restructuring. We, we started decentralized, but with the space of uh, Web3 tech that's come out in the last year, it's just going to be revolutionizing how data is stored and how data is retrieved from the blockchain. And we want to be caught up, so we did this like, restructuring. Yeah. Uh, and then from there, it's on to what we want to talk about today. Yeah, yeah. And we'll, we'll get into tokens. it. We'll get into it in a second. Social tokens. Social tokens. Um, everybody has a journey into crypto. Okay, everyone has like that thing that got them in. What were you doing before crypto and how did you kind of make your way into it? Oh, yeah, yeah, I was, well, let's start from a little bit back into uh, the college years. I was an athlete. Okay, yeah. what, what sport? I was a competitive diver. A competitive diver? You see me here, <laughs> I'm like 220, yeah. like six foot, and no one ever believes me that I was a diver. <laughs> First thoughts like, yeah, you're a rugby player, right? You're right, like, or football, or like, or yeah. No, I jumped off high. Yeah, high yeah, shit. Yeah. And it did flips. Yeah, yeah. I jumped off high shit and uh, landed in water. And so from there, I graduated and with a physics computer science degree, and basically taught for two years while I developed, you know, apps on the side. Mm -hmm. uh, got a job in a small startup called Rain. Five months later, the pandemic hit. Mm -hmm. uh, pretty much worked at the blockchain full time right after that. I said, you know what? I'm going to be at home all day. I might as well get into crypto uh, full time as a developer. I'd known about it probably since 2017. I'd, I bought my first F at like $80 mm -hmm. and then like big dip mm -hmm. right before it went to like 200 mm -hmm. and then back down. Mm -hmm. And now, you know, it's here we are. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> So you got started by buying some Ethereum, but like, how did you get so obsessed with the creator side of things? Because yeah. what Shenanigans is doing, it's like, it's reimagining monetization for a specific class of creators, or we can categorize them as creators, but they're athletes, right? How? I get the athlete portion, but how, how yeah. like the social token, like NFT minting route? Yeah. yeah. You know, it's a cliche. I'm in it for the tech. 
Okay. I've always been in it for the tech. Uh, DAOs, I heard about DAOs really early on. <coughs> you know, I was a developer, so most of the time I spent just reading Medium articles and not really talking to people mm -hmm. <laughs> at the beginning. And I was like, this is going to change everything, dude. Like, you can, the, the atomic, like, structures you can build for society is just huge. So that got me really interested in what does a like company look like on the blockchain? And then that got me interested in, okay, well, what does the code look like? What can I build to utilize these new companies on the blockchain? And uh, I kind of didn't have anything. I didn't know what to build. I was just like new developer mm -hmm. running uh, three years ago, right? Uh, not new, but not seasoned. <clears throat> Woke up one morning. Didn't want to get out of bed and was like, you know, if someone else had money on me doing this, if I had investors get it to get me out of bed, I'd do it. But if I had money on myself, I would not. Mm. I, I, I would just stay in bed all day. Mm -hmm. But I realized that's a great incentivization mod, like like a module. It's like, wow, if some if you have fans and you have someone else money on you or invested in you you're going to want to do it a lot more. And that's actually what athletes do right now. So it's just a way to get me out of bed originally. <laughs> Interesting. So I, what, what's your motivation as like an individual? So your motivation is, yeah. well, as an athlete, I've experienced what it's like trying to make it past 18. Right. You know, everyone does a sport, almost everyone, for 18 years of their life. They work almost a full-time job. And then they have nothing to show for it, right? Right. Right. It's 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 you know great mental fortitude, great job. But now you're gonna go pack boxes at Home Depot, or you're gonna uh, work in a, in a desk job, right? Mm. So my motivation is like I've been there, I've done that, and I want to incentivize people to make it past what I did, which is college, right? Mm -hmm. Make it past school. Make it make yourself uh, like monetize yourself and improve at the same time. That's my part. That's probably the main thing. So the argument here is the reality is like people go from high school into college sports, whether it's D1, D2, right? And they're able to build like really good like university careers for them. And like the percentage of transfers from high school to college is already slim. And then from college to like the professional leagues is even slimmer, right? right. And when you're, when you're an athlete in college, like you said, that's a full-time job. Like you're taking classes, you have to to pass right and do your shit. But like you're you're betting on yourself and betting on you kind of going to that next level beyond college. Or at least a lot of a lot of sports people are right. A lot of athletes are. So you're coming from the point of view like whether you're a college athlete, whether you're a D1 or a D2, like really practicing in the major leagues. This social token route is for you, and the reason is why. Well, the reason is like. As an athlete, you don't start making money until you get sponsored. There's no, there's no like structure for people to invest early in on you, except you know your parents paying for right. the practice, right? And especially as a college athlete, especially as a college, where you have to pay for school, you know, unless you are signed in to a D one as a. Uh, uh, a scholarship, mm -hmm. which 
you know, is great, but you're essentially a slave to the scholarship. You know, you don't own that money. Yeah. It's like if you get injured, if you get injured, it's over. And really what social tokens allow for is you to, well, social tokens and shenanigan platform, I should say, because I think there's a lot more to this for athletes, but social tokens are a part of it is make your own athletic journey on the blockchain with results and structure it however you want and however your life pans out. If you have a community that supports you, it doesn't matter if you're injured or in recovery. It doesn't matter if you change sports. It doesn't matter if you go on to be Elon Musk, the next Elon Musk, and you just did sports in high school or you did professional athleticism beforehand, right? Mm -hmm. It allows for a much more particular atomic granular support system mm -hmm. where it's not like, hey, you uh, can dribble a basketball. Let me make you a walking billboard. Yeah. 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 You know, the, the most like uh, recent example that comes to mind with an athlete messing around with social tokens, uh, and we were talking about this before the recording, is that uh, UCLA basketball player who's also a vlogger, who also has like 220,000 uh, subscribers on YouTube and just launched J-Rock, right? Uh, let me pull up. Let me pull up his name really quick. Yeah. I'm blanking out. Um, Jalen, yeah, Jalen Clark. Jalen Clark. Okay, and I'm, I'm I'm pulling up over here. So UCLA basketball player Jalen Clark is releasing his own cryptocurrency called JRock. I'm reading this from the from the LA Times, and he is a type of individual who he's like a part time creator and part time athlete. All of his content though on YouTube is him being an athlete, right? So. Do you think that these athletic creators, they need to pivot more into like the vlogging route, the TikTok route, the inst like building up that hardcore fan base for this thing to work? Or could it work with a micro community? Well, fuck no. I, I really hate that. And I think that's what I'm fighting is we don't want athletes going the entertainer route. Mainly mm. because very, very few athletes can do it. Right. And be a professional. Athlete. Right. It's not built for athletes. It's built for entertainers. You know, <clears throat> all the power. It, some people like like are really good entertainers and, and they can do both. Um, but I really think that the incentive mechanisms we should build should focus on improving what they're already doing. Right. Improving, like focus on what will make them better. What are their goals? Mm -hmm. Athletics. Athletics is all about setting a goal achieving a goal and going to the next one, mm -hmm. right? That's a great model. Why, right. why are we using, you know, these web two TikTok, Instagram, uh, like counters when we have such a great, great power with web three and like doing like an earn based, mm -hmm. which, which I can't wait well, to yeah. but getting like uh, an earn, like earning their, their themselves by proving themselves uh, every day, right? And, I, and we're still early on this social token stuff. And this is definitely a huge step in mm -hmm. the right direction. I, I, all the power to this, like, this is cool. Like we have to innovate, we have to try. Uh, but you're imagining it from a different angle. I, yeah. Okay. I, I'm not, I think the future is bright for athletes on the internet, especially with shenanigans. Yeah. Five months. <laughs> Shameless plug. So you, you, you talked about something, you just plugged something, okay? And I'll sum it up as working for an algorithm. Yeah. 
but you you added more flavor, more context to it. Okay. And this is something, again, we talked about like behind the scenes, which is why I wanted to have this conversation because it was a new concept I came across of creators. The way it works right now across many platforms is in Again, there is no right or wrong way to do this, right? Everybody's just throwing shit at the fan and seeing what sticks. We're highlighting this model because it's a little bit different. And the way it works, how it works currently is you can mint a certain amount of tokens. Typically, it's 10 million tokens. That sits in a wallet with a multi-sig, right? And creators allocate funds to their fans, create utility around that, whatever it may be. But you're approaching it kind of from a different angle. You're talking about working for an algorithm and based off that, Tokens, I'll, I'll let you, I don't want to butcher it. I'll let oh, you, what's the other side? Yeah, you did a great job. You know, <clears throat> it's it's funny that you're talking about working for an algorithm because people think algorithms are this, well, most, <clears throat> not like, they're this static, unchanging, you know, input, output, right? It, it's almost like this block. But <clears throat> I think really what I'm imagining for these social tokens is this malleable, ever-growing algorithm that changes based on what you're putting out right it's not just one piece of code that does the same thing it's like we have to plug like <clears throat> we have to plug a, a sports app into this algorithm and then a artist into this app algorithm and actually like we can even go deeper maybe a, a sculptor would go into this algorithm and then a, a music artist would go into this like creating an algorithm that's customizable to person is really what we're doing or what I'm imagining here. Mm -hmm. And so let's, let's talk about an example, an example. Okay. So, so I'm imagining this people working for an algorithm, they get rewarded based off their actions. So you have to determine what that action is, program that and do it in a way where you can verify that action, right. To then it, which gets rewarded. Yeah. Let me give an example where we're talking about what's kind of happening in the current space and then what would it look like? Amazing. Let's like do it. it. Yeah. So <clears throat> I think the big thing, the big like red herring or whatever you want to call it of social tokens is the rug pullability. It's not a real word, but the rug pull, yeah. right? Yeah. If, if we mint 10, you know, 100,000 uh, Adam tokens, what's stopping Adam who controls them all from just saying, yeah, you know, I made, I made $20,000. I'm good. I just want to pull it all out and just dump. Uh-huh. <clears throat> Nothing, nothing. 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 I mean, vesting. Like technically, vesting my my incentive is to not do that because I'll fuck up my personal brand. But the reality is, like things are in place for it to happen, and it maybe maybe beyond my control too. Someone might hack and dump on top. So a hundred percent. Okay. Right. Right. And in the world we live in, you know, people could flip that into an entire business of just pump. Yeah. Exactly. Start another token. Exactly. And and I'm sure they would. Right. And you have vesting, right? Vesting where you like can't. I hate vesting with a passion. And like, I think everyone kind of hates vesting with a passion. Sorry. Uh, sorry. Like, if you like vesting. Yeah. <laughs> no, continue. This is good. Okay. Like, you should be able to do what you want with the tokens you earn. And like, putting it behind a time, like a static time wall, does not create much movement it doesn't create any like opportunity for adjustment movement change it's like so boring it's a start though mm -hmm. but <laughs> what would be really cool right is instead of minting all of them at once we start at zero right and we grow the brand over time as the athlete or the artist or, or the social influencer grows the token should grow with them 
Right. Let's pause right there. That's a very goal-driven approach. Yes. And that goes back to actually what you're like talking about earlier, like athletes set goals, athletes set milestones, right? And a lot of us operate like that. It's like human nature to an extent, at least certain types of individuals, right? Okay, continue. I'm just reflecting. Okay. Okay, right. It's it's easy with athletes, right? And and I think the reason why it's easier to think about, and I want to structure this kind of conversation around athletes probably, is in the case of athletes, the athlete is the product. You can't really get around that. The physical human being is the product that they sell. Um, so when you set the goal, right, it's the social token kind of wraps into that really well. 100%. And, and it follows them. And it like, let's say the athlete actually goes off to become a professional NBA athlete. They don't want to take over the NBA and maybe not yet. We're trying to let them give them a better path to there for now. But so let's say that they do that. Their social token follows them through that. Mm-hmm. Right. So why would it not, why should it not grow and, and, move around with those things happening mm-hmm. in their lives like and like goal oriented but also like it'll social tokens will capture everything else as well so let's say um the athlete you know gets accepted to a d1 college after having one of the greatest seasons of their life right we'll have nfts of all this all the stuff he did that season right physical proof on the blockchain goals bam 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 but the social token will capture everything those like the everything that happens outside of that as well right so he's not it's not only like oh number go up it's actually like hey i'm uh i'm set to earn this token and my community is set to earn this token and now this token just got way more valuable to earn and you have people coming together behind this athlete, like fans coming together, right, to set it up, which gets me to my main point of, and I think your main point of how do you set it to earn, right? You're talking about working for an algorithm. Right. How do you set a token up for positive incentive? Like, yeah, I can have it be like, you know, uh, tap this button a hundred times and then you earn the token, probably a really bad model. And, and it's, it's just a joke. Mm-hmm, kind mm-hmm. Of, yeah. Like, <laughs> Kind of. <laughs> I'm sure there's a token out there, a token or something, but I wouldn't think that would work well for an athlete. But maybe we can think of something like, you know, the athlete earns a token one way, the fans earn a token in another, right? The, the athlete has to get a goal out on the blockchain. They have to get some kind of proof out of shenanigan. We use a live stream, and we, we wrap that live stream in NFT, but. Let's say we want to use live stats like we can pull from a, an oracle that follows that. Or let's say we want to use uh, uh, I know, like a block, like a blockchain game. Yeah. Under, there, so any any action, any contribution that yeah. can be tracked and verified is something that can be based basically rewarded. And that's very much yeah. like a, a play to earn model. That's what it is. It's it it's is. like it's a, it's a, it's a twist to play to earn rather than gaming. Right. And, and doing what Axie's doing, for example, or there's another one I'm blanking out. That's like a real world example right there, because you're like mixing the physical with the digital and gamifying that entire experience. Right. 
So the meat space. Yeah, exactly. What do you call it? What do you call it? The meat space, right? The meat space. Oh, okay. The meat space to uh, be a part of Ethereum, right? Be a part of the smart contracts. Yeah. Like getting the things we do in real life to be immutably stored, uh, retroactively searchable on the blockchain where they can never go away. It's part of history is the goal. Yeah, I mean, we're kind of, I love the way you kind of like, oh, you're pondering right here. Yeah. These things. And, it, and I think, uh, for example, when we're talking about these earning mechanisms, like you can start simple. Like, hey, we want to keep the athlete with 50% of the supply of the token, right? Let's say that, let's, let's just start with that. Mm-hmm. So as he, he or she does the tax at hand, the token will actually deflate until another task is minted and then, you, and then or will actually inflate, excuse me, the token will inflate while, as the community gets it. But then the athlete will do a task and receive a reward that gets it back to uh, his 50, his or her 50%. Something simple like that. I, this is a, I should have prefaced, uh, it's pretty this is really stuff that I'm still theory crap. This is really alpha, alpha thoughts, yeah. but, um, and you have, so coming back to the example, we keep the athlete at 50%, but you have some burning mechanism on the uh, the community side where you say have a staking uh, protocol of NFTs where the, the athlete has some sort of product like shenanigan to give them NFTs where they can stake their tokens in the NFT uh, using a standard called ERC-998 mm-hmm. uh, by Nick Mudgeon and uh, a couple other really smart guys, mm-hmm. uh, great people. You should check it out. But staking these tokens and burning them while they are improving their score in with the athlete and giving them some DeFi rewards or you know the you know how it works the opportunities could just be it's limitless endless. yeah which brings me to actually another point I wanted to make yeah that's okay with yeah you. of course uh, <clears throat> coming back talk mutable blockchain historical ledger. Um, the, and we're talking about working for algorithms that are ever changing and adapting, retroactively rewarding things is what I think is so important with social, social tokens and especially earn based, like working for an algorithm, social tokens. Mm-hmm. We can look like, let's say an athlete starts their token, mints 5,000 a week, and it's just based off of like very rudimentary metrics of like, did he put this out? Is the community buying? Boom. Mm-hmm. But let's say down the line, an Oracle comes out or some great tech comes out or the, the athlete has a great idea and they want to adjust their, their algorithm a little bit. What sh- you should be able to look back on all that data that already happened and retroactively update the current percentages of each person that has tokens, right? And then mint tokens according to those new percentages, right? Mm -hmm. Go towards that model. So instead of having, hey, everything's static, you have this much, you have this much, you got to buy more or earn more. It's actually like, hey, you have this percentage right now that you might be over or underrepresented with, and we're working towards this percentage. And as we grow, your percentage changes and adapts. Does that make sense? Yeah. It might make any, it's a it's it's a lot to wrap your head around. Yeah. Process. Yeah. It's it's a variable process. Yes. Right now many yes. like social tokens for creators how they work, it's very static. 
platforms mint an X amount yes. um, or a variable amount, depending on, on what the, 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 the standards or details of that creator are. Um, and there's a treasury and people try to fund that treasury with a certain amount of capital to give that token value. Right. And this is what you're talking. It's more dynamic, right? It's way more dynamic. We're dynamic humans. We're dynamic humans. So why aren't our token models the same? Right. It's a, it's a great, I'm trying to think what are the pros and cons? I know what the pros are. What are the cons of doing something like that? Please, I actually, I, uh, there are cons, right? I mean, nothing's perfect. Right. Uh, it's a slow, I think the main con is slow growing. You have to build, right? And of course, early on, that, that growth is going to be really slow. Yeah. Because no one's done it before. Right. And you don't have, uh, you know, an example of what a successful growth token looks like. Right. We're just starting to do growth tokens or, or whatever you want to call them, these like earn based economies with DAOs, right? Like our DAO shenanigan is earn based and, and uh, we use it for various things inside the app. If you come by our discord and you do something for us, you earn our token. We're just starting with DAOs. And so it's a slow growth. It's not like minting $10,000, uh, 10,000 tokens, matching it and then making millions, right? It, it's not this like poof money. Mm-hmm. Just like humans, it's gotta grow. Mm-hmm. Just like who we are. It takes some dedication and it takes some time. That's it's, it's very much a long game, yes. right? It's very much a long game. And for creators and athletes who understand the value of building something long-term, it's going to click with them, right? Yes. And the issue is with like retail investors and many private investors that they want to see money now, right? They, they making a bet, like a five-year, 10-year bet, right? A 12-year bet, seeing the development of an individual over time, especially as an athlete, there's a lot of risks about being an athlete to begin with, right? Like what's the average career length for an athlete, for example? What does that look like? Yeah, you, uh, It's like three, three, five years or something. The sport. Yeah. I mean, if you play pool, you probably play until you're about 90, but. Yeah. Uh, but like more like the aggressive, like, like. Football about 10, five, 10 years. Okay. You know, so what happens after that? You know, now you, then you start your coaching league, you know, and your incentives are based off how many people you coach and how many people you make and, and you get to like the NFL for like, you know what I mean? Like, what is that? What does that kind of look like? How does that kind of carry on beyond being an athlete? You know, so that's one of the cons, not a cons, just like a gray area of like, what's the answer? How do we feel that answer? Right. OK, so the slow growth, that's one con. What's another con? I would say that's the main con, man. Um, it's it's complicated to explain maybe, uh, but, but I, I do want to expand a little yeah, bit go for it. Uh, uh, on what you said, like where an athlete's career stops after, you know, five, 10 years. That's, I, I don't know if I believe that. I, I do think that an athlete is an athlete for the rest of time, uh, that they are alive on this earth. It's just how you structure your athleticism. That's what we're trying to change in shenanigans. Mm-hmm. It's not about actually, if you're a professional or not, what we're trying to do, is in focus on the improvement, right? Have people invest in your improvement, whether or not you are improving at, you know, your your kicks, your, your field goal kicks, mm-hmm. or you're improving uh, as a older athlete in a different league than your field goal, field goal kicks, right? It's all about, you hear what I'm saying? Yeah, you know where my mind's going right now? Like, how do you, how do you track these things now? Now you're talking about like IoT sensors kind of verifying Otherwise, you're, now you're relying on like human judgment to kind of tell or 
d- depending if it's like a live game or if it's like an in practice thing, like are there IOT sensors now attached to balls and, and goals to kind of determine which ones you miss, which one, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> there's how do you automate this so people don't have to constantly be logging their stuff or sharing it on, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. There's a lot going on in my mind about that. And it's probably uh, has to do with oracles and the blockchain right. and and large, large systems of like you say, IoT. Well, well let me tell you what we do at the start of Shenanigan sure. and how we handle that. Uh, Shenanigan hosts a live stream for these athletes, right? So something that is, can be verifiably live. And then we use our DAO, to, which has a great version of uh, uniqueness for the token. We use our DAO to vote on what actually happened in that live stream, right? And the idea is we want as many people to vote and give their opinions on what actually happened for these very simple, rudimentary questions of, did the field goal go between the poles? How, what's a real push-up? Right? Did he do 10 push-ups? Uh, did, did he make the kickflip satisfiably enough? Did he like and, and it's kind of relying on athletes to be particular with what they want to do as well, right? Because if they're like, oh, I'm gonna jump off this uh, bridge into water, do it and he has five flips in the middle of it. <laughs> it's like, well, yeah, you jumped, but you did five. Like, so, like, you know what I mean? It's like so. It relies on them, which, which you know, that's being a creator. You have to be very specific with what you want to do and what you're doing. But having these like general votes of what happened on the live stream is probably it encompasses a lot. You can do a lot with that, right? Yeah. So that's how we do that. Yeah. Um, using DAOs and a quadratic vote, right? This like flattened out um, vote to get as many opinions. Uh, that are humanly certifiably unique into uh, an NFT that says, hey, this is what happened at this point in time uh, in history for this individual. Wow. Mm-hmm. And then social token just kind of fits right in there, right? Yeah. So <laughs> is there a capped supply on these social tokens? So with this, I think Earnbase, there is, there is no, no cap supply. Yeah. You can have a cap supply. I don't know what's best. Uh, my DAO shenanigan, I shouldn't call it my DAO, but the DAO I summon uh, is no cap at the moment. It's just going. Which makes a lot of time. sense. Which makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Like, uh, there's, <laughs> someone told me there's nothing wrong with inflation. Like people are, it's a stigma, but um, inflation can be very, very good. Uh, but I do know other communities like OneHive or um, other source grid communities use a static model where they just, allocate a certain amount of tokens and to to their uh, distribution, mm-hmm. to, to that earn-based mm-hmm. mechanism. Uh, so it can be done both ways. Um, I don't know what's best for social tokens. It's too new. It's too new. Like, yeah. my, my vision, the stuff that I'm working on is infinite cap. Yeah. So I'll tell you that. Which makes sense for this model because your coin is dynamic and evolves as you grow and evolve, right? Um, and with that, if you cap at 10 million, you're like 46 years old and you, what, you like reached all your milestones, like you, you run out, you know, what do you get? What's, what's next? You issue a new token? Like, no, it doesn't make sense. Now we're a Bitcoin token. Yeah. <laughs> what happens when the athlete dies? Well, speculation never ends, right? I guess. Um, so let's, let's, let's this. apply this from the Kobe point of view. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right, Kobe. I'm yeah. a big Lakers fan. Man. Let's do so, it. Um, from LA. Let's that was, do it. That hit really hard. Rest yeah. in peace. Uh, 
Kobe with, with him, it was so sudden. Like, I feel like it's almost two different things of uh, legacy as like you live all, like, like dying old and dying young, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but so with Kobe's example, you have this, uh, for lack of better words, this hype that builds of rarity. Like people want this stuff because he's no longer around mm-hmm. and the speculation doesn't end. Right. It, it just is like, it gets rarer and rarer and rarer the older it gets. So it's almost like you're leaving a piece of, like a piece of history behind, like you're leaving your legacy behind. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I, I guess you're quantifying how much your athletic career was worth to people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but instead of it being a static quantification of like, Hey, he made, $200 million playing, I don't know how much Kobe made a lot playing for the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Now there's, uh, there's markets for it. And like your, you know, your children see that and your children's children, you have this legacy, right? That's immutable. Mm-hmm. Um, and when an athlete dies, I guess, you know, it's, it's tragic and people, emotions lock into that like collectible, Kind of like the the community is still there. I know I know people who wear Kobe shirts everywhere. No, it makes yeah. yeah, yeah it's like it's like Queen. It's like Freddie Mercury dying, yeah. but the Queen the the movie coming out around him, and, and <laughs> yeah. like the bands meet up at the bars, and and like the legacy of Queen continues, right? The legacy of Kobe continues. Right. How does that tie into the speculation of a token, though? Because well, I, I want to say one more thing. Yeah, and yeah. I, I like that yeah. question. But it's interesting to think like, what about undervalued athletes at a time that then people realize, oh, they are really cool. Like they did something really cool or innovative, you know? Mm-hmm. Now they can retroactively go back and say this athlete put their stuff on the blockchain. But then let's say he was overlooked. Uh, it happens all the time, but I, you know, let's say uh, not a well known guy innovates on like a hitting swing. I don't know. It's so hard. <laughs> if I knew, I'd probably try to do it. But um, you can go back, right, and say, hey, we have all this history, and mm. now you have this hype, and who knows where that, that benefits, in, you know what I mean? Could That's people could people thing. unlock their tokens by their past achievements if the community oh. comes to consensus? For example, like oh. – you, it's like a play to earn point of view. The more uh, milestones you hit, the more you earn, the more tokens get up in your wallet. Could he do like a pitch where, all right, guys, like I'm already in the middle of my career. Look at all the milestones I hit. Will you guys allow me to receive some of my tokens in advance? Uh, Does that even make sense? This uh, is just a uh, thought. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I see what you mean. It's like, it, well, I think we talked about this a little bit, like kind of already with the retroactiveness of all this. Okay. Right? Adjust the weights. Um, we can take to- like a token model and then say, hey, um, well, just let's say we're doing Kobe, like maybe Kobe's family's like, hey, like let's actually like uh, respect, you know, his greatest dunks. <laughs> Facts. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so let's weigh those higher. Yeah. Like let's give it like a let's give it like a more meaningful collectible or it's probably a bad example for dying to go to dunks, but but you get what I mean. Mm-hmm. It could be anything. So yeah, you could. Um, I don't know if like the minting stops when the athlete dies. I guess you could. Mm. Or when 
their career comes in next. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Something to think about. <laughs> revelatory, yeah. Which, by the way, quick plug, if anybody that's, anybody that's listening and has thoughts, like, tweet at us. We want to, we want to like continue the conversation because this is just us two. There's much smarter people thinking about this stuff and that can contribute. So this is the first time I hear of like a model like this. That's why I was so excited to kind of share it and, and put it out there because it makes a lot of sense. Like, and it piggybacks off a play to earn model that's already being validated in the gaming side of things. Right. But now you're applying this into the real world. Right. And you're, you're tracking and collecting and picking up on every little thing that someone does and his fans kind of get to join him for that journey and the creator is incentivized to build long term versus just mint 10 million tokens, yeah. you know, which again, there's nothing wrong with that, right? Every single creator has their own model. Every single creator has their own way of doing things. It's use case dependent, not financial advice, right? <laughs> it's just funny. When you get it, you get it. Yeah. And it's like so there's so much power. I have the chills. Like, yeah. Because you're all you do is imagine what you would do with it. And if it's something that grows with you and you're familiar with Web3 tokens and how this works, you're like, oh my gosh, like like dude, this is like me basically like saying if I launch the levy coin, okay, I only get the levy coin if I stick up to my my schedule, like my posting schedule. So when I post on Tuesday, yeah, I get airdrop. When I post on Thursday, I get airdrop. When I post those blo- those newsletters three times per week, yeah. and it, it keeps me committed. It's keeping you away from rug pulling. It's giving your investors a great like incentive to keep investing in you, and you can even bring in other variables like um, certifiable likes, right? Like so, let's say you say, "All right, I posted this Tuesday, but this post only got this many views, so uh, we're going to get." you know, less of my token this time because it didn't get as many as this one. And that's just a, you know, there's problems with that with like, uh, how do you know that you're not gaming with bots and mm-hmm. things like that, but maybe there's a, uh, a scoring system that we can create, or there's, there's ways, there's, there's so many variables you can just keep adding as the tech gets better, as the web three becomes more right. universal. It's like, like even in the, in the two years I've built Shenanigan, it's just like so many options have opened yeah. up. That it's just like so. Okay, that's that's very from my point of view. Like I know what I need to do as a as a podcaster to mint more tokens. How can I integrate that like that views through my community? Like what can they do mm-hmm. to enable more token printing? So uh, you know, again, alpha alpha thoughts here. Uh, we do have a blog post about this in our Substack, shenanigan.substack.com. Com. Yeah. Uh, look for the fan tokens. Uh, I'll put it. I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. Yeah. And what what we do? Let me tell you what we do at Shenanigan, and I'll kind of snops. Yeah. And this is not like static yet. I definitely have more to iterate on it, but sure. the general gist is we have uh, a, a product like an NFT, right? That these at that these uh, uh, fans can own and buy and kind of use to invest in the athlete. And then by holding the NFT, they can actually start retroactively earning these social tokens by holding uh, and staking more social tokens in the NFT or with the NFT or backing it 
with like liquidity, things like that. Uh, the way it works is we use, like I said, this ERC nine and eight model. So when the uh, the user buys the NFT, it actually doesn't accrue any social tokens. Then they can use the social token to unlock the NFT to start accruing at a base rate. And then what they can do is start charging that NFT by adding liquidity tokens for the socials. <laughs> Don't smile like that, because you get it already, you can add liquidity tokens into the NFT that will make it have a multiplier on the social tokens. And then what you can do is you can take the NFTs uh, that the athletes put out for their goals, um, or maybe the NFTs that you put out in the uh, for your blogs, right? And you can actually uh, put them into those stakeable NFTs that we're talking about. So, and, and if you have a full collection, you get to be like a platinum NFT, right? And then what you can do is that earns like 10x rewards of social tokens. You can increase the multiplier or you can increase the base rate. Mm -hmm. And then what you can do is actually go take that, all the social tokens, all the NFTs inside of this big NFT and sell it on OpenSea or on, sell it like in one batch, one transaction. Mm -hmm. You don't have to like, you're curating. So there's this incentive to, as a, as a fan, to increase the rarity of these NFTs, uh, of these, uh, we call them matter cards and, and energy packs. So increasing the rarity helps you make social tokens and get, generate it's increasing the value mm -hmm. as it generates. <clears throat> and then the athlete is wanting you to increase it because they will earn, uh, they'll earn a, a revenue with every sale, right? Every transfer they'll earn uh, royalties back. So it's like both, both parties want the same thing. And now I'm realizing, realizing actually, you know, I'm in my own bubble too, that you have a great model here for as a podcaster. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I never even put it together like that. I was more so into the, uh, the sports, but it's very much applicable. Yeah, it very much applicable to any creator, anybody. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Like it's not just for an athlete. Like it makes sense for an athlete, but it makes a lot of sense for many, many other mm -hmm. creators. Whether you're a TikTok person, whether you're a musician, right? Yeah. Chase your dream. Don't chase the money. Yeah. And get rewarded for chasing your dream. Yeah, yeah. That's a tagline right there. That's shenanigans tagline. Right there. <laughs> yeah. You feel it, be it. That's what my dance teacher used to say back <laughs> I love it. I think that's a, that's a perfect place to, to end off. Um, really, guys, anybody that's listening to this, like hit us up, DM us, contribute to the conversation. If it gets big enough, because I think this is like a conversation that might spike a lot of like interest. I'll even open like a Discord channel and like Mint's Mint's uh, uh, server, and we'll just like back and forth echo and share ideas. But yeah, dude, uh, anything you want to add before I kind of like let you go? Uh, keep fucking hitting my hands in front of the mic. I, yeah. <laughs> I will plug uh, Shanigan Twitter. Yeah, is that right? Yeah, plug anything you want. Yeah. yeah, where can uh, we find you? Me, uh, Janelli, G-I-N-E-L-O-I-U-N-I-T. Uh, that's my Twitter handle. Follow Shenanigan at she underscore D-A-P. Uh, we tweet fairly often, and you can actually join our Discord to start earning particles. 
right away. You don't have to do anything. Not financial um, advice. Not financial. <laughs> well, you earn. So you, as much time as you want to put in, you know, you don't have to spend any money. You just have to give, spend your time, right? And we are partnered with Bright ID. We actually developed the Bright ID Discord bot for our server, which currently has 4,000 users, 3,000 3, users. You can look it up on uh, brightid.org. Mm-hmm. But um, get verified with Bright ID, and you'll actually earn the tokens that you have been accumulating in our Discord. Uh, so check that out. She.energy again, she.energy slash join. But Discord. always do your own research. DY always. Not investment advice. Yeah. Just earn. Do your own earning. Yeah. Right? Yeah. DYOE. DYOE. Do your own earning. Yeah. Why, why are we buying when we could just earn? You're helping me. I love it. Yeah. I love it, man. Uh, three, four, five, six months from now, a year from now, you got to come back on. We got to do a recap, right? Kind of, I feel like from there, you'll have more like actually case studies of this kind of like being implemented. We should even do a joint session with you and a creator and kind of walk through this. Um, but yeah, man, thank you for being on. Uh, and No, thank you. Yeah. You approached me with this like podcast and I, I actually was flattered, dude. Uh, thanks for having me on. You got it. And like being such a homie. You got it, man. We'll do it again soon. Thank you.